Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've tuned in to On Air with Ruben J. Your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation. Here's your host, Ruben J. Hey, hey, it's Ruben J here. You're listening to On Air with Ruben J on the road edition. So if it sounds a little bit different than it normally does, that's because I am traveling. Uh, before we jump into this week's episode, I did want to just warn you in advance that uh, I did have some technical difficulties recording this week's episode uh, with the guests. This was a while ago. So if there's any um, weird interruptions or any weird cuts, it's because there were some technical problems uh, that we had to work through during this interview. Now, uh, before we even jump even further into this week's podcast, uh, I wanted to take a quick second to uh, wish the people of the world some peace and love, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Uh, if you you know if you haven't been paying attention uh, at all over the last uh, just couple of days, really, uh, you may not know what's going on in the world, and so I wanted to take a second in the beginning of this podcast because you know my guest this week and i we do talk a lot about philanthropic work and using your skill set for you know for positivity uh here locally my, my guest is a guy named connor lot he's a great great you know great friend of mine and he's doing something wonderful here in los angeles and um one of the things that is going on right now that is a very big deal and I think that there's not enough people paying attention. I, I think a lot of people are paying attention to it because it's in the news, but they're, they're not paying attention to it on a grander scale. So uh, obviously what I'm talking about is the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, it's just, it's honestly such a sad situation. It's so sad seeing seeing this nation that is being you know, taken advantage of and really just... Oh man, just, it's a really sad situation. And so I wanted to bring awareness and just say, you know, I, I want the world to know that we here, the team here, everyone involved at, at the On Air with Ruben J show and with multimediamouth.com and all my, a lot of my personal friends, a lot of my family members, our hearts are with the people of Ukraine. Our dollars are with the people of Ukraine. Our prayers are with the people of Ukraine. I don't know where you can donate money to to help Ukrainian refugees. That is something that lines up with my personal beliefs. But you know, if you want uh, to make sure that the most amount of money possible is being sent to these refugees and the countries who are taking them in and to the soldiers who who need the resources head over to Blake Lively or Ryan Reynolds pages they are matching they are personally matching up to a million dollars in funds to the Ukraines I'll try to put to the, to the Ukrainian refugees I will try to remember to put a a link in the description of this podcast but I'm just it's so sad watching what is happening all the way across the world knowing that there's not really much 
anybody here in the United States can do about it. Now, one of the, one of the funny things that I want to point point out to you real quick is uh, the trend over on TikTok, where it's it's funny to make fun of these uh, TikTok influencers who are wanting people to sign change.org petitions. And I did that. I made fun of them. I made fun of those people. Um, but at the same time, you got to commend these people for, for doing their parts. You know, these are social influencers. They are not, uh, for the most part, they're not people who have lots of money. They're not people who are, you know, millionaires who can just write big, you know, multi-thousand dollar checks uh, and make a difference in that regard. And they're not military men or women uh, or they thems uh, who <laughs> who can jump into action and fight on the front line and you know for the most part all they have is their followers who may or may not really be paying attention and we all live in a world and it's something that's funny to, to a certain degree because you know 10 years ago this wasn't really as big of a thing except you know i guess maybe in, in the form of a tweet um maybe hashtag activism or hashtag hashtag whatever it's called, hashtag activism was a thing about 10 years ago, I guess, uh, where people would say, hey, you know, there's something going on in the world. Please sign this petition to to make your voices heard. And while I, maybe maybe a change.org petition isn't going to stop Vladimir Putin from invading Ukraine and killing millions of innocent civilians in the process, uh, but it could at least get somebody who is 10, 11, 12 years old, who probably shouldn't be on TikTok, to see that there is something serious going on in the world and that they should pay attention. And as they grow older, they should learn that, you know, the old saying of those who forget the history are doomed to repeat it is a thing. You know, I, I think a lot of lessons that we learned in World War One, uh, World War Two, with Hitler, and you know that looking back on it, if we would have stopped Hitler when he tried to, when he tried and then succeeded to invade uh, Austria and some of the smaller countries around that area that you know, the world didn't really care that much about, if we would have stopped Hitler then, there probably wouldn't have been a Holocaust. He would have stopped, and you know, he may have actually been a ruler for a long time, but there wouldn't have been millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dead Jews in the worst way possible. And I'm not... I'm not comparing Vladimir Putin to Hil- uh, to Hillary Clinton. Oh my God, to Hitler directly, as in saying that Hitler is going to then go and kill Jewish people or any specific particular, you know, race or religion of people. But what I'm saying is that if if anyone's been paying attention the last two years, uh, China made a move on Hong Kong in 2020. And nobody did anything about it. Nobody stepped up. And, and surprisingly, President Trump at the time didn't step up. And he was one of the main proponents of stepping up and, and stopping China from doing something like this. But he didn't do anything. And so and you, you best believe that Russia you know, and Vladimir Putin saw that and said, well, the United States isn't you – know, the United States have become the military – you know, the world military police. The United States didn't stop – China from invading Hong Kong while it wasn't a full-scale invasion the way Putin is doing with Ukraine China has taken control of Hong Kong and the West did nothing about it so other world dictators are looking at this and then then Afghanistan happened last year 
seeing the United States just gave up long before there was, you know, the United States gave up on Afghanistan even before they announced that they were withdrawing and, and, and the fall of, of Afghanistan. It was just a sad situation all around. Putin's looking at that and saying, all right, the United States is a paper tiger and they moved on Ukraine. And we as a nation, we haven't done enough to protect our friends in Ukraine. And to be honest, I don't know how I feel about it because I'm conflicted because there is no formal treaty with Ukraine. The United States has no legal obligation to protect Ukraine, but I believe that the United States has a moral obligation to protect Ukraine. Anyway, all that to be said, <laughs> I went on a huge tangent uh, to say that, you know, these influencers are at least raising awareness of what is going on around the world while maybe not doing it in the best way possible. So if you're one of those people who, like me, not that long ago was making fun of these people's passing around change.org petitions, uh, just stop, you know, raise awareness of the situation. Uh, you know, my girlfriend likes to joke around about how, you know, all these, you know, leftist well i shouldn't use the word leftist i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it the way i i interpret it which is basically you know all these leftist tiktokers who are just you know dancing on tiktok telling people to sign a change.org petition hoping that putin will change his mind are doing nothing for it And, and you know what and there might be better ways to go about it but let them raise awareness at the very least it hurts nobody in the process to talk about ukraine so uh if anybody in ukraine is listening to this my prayers, my thoughts, my heart is with you. Be safe out there. I hope that, you know, I, I should do a whole podcast on this because I, I think Putin has backed himself back into a corner. And and I think the only way this is going to end is if he is fully embarrassed and he has to backtrack or something devastating. Uh, one last thing, one last note on Ukraine here real quick is uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, the, the Ukrainian president, comedian turned president over in Ukraine, has become somewhat of a of, a, of, a, of what my friend called a zaddy. A zaddy? Is that how you pronounce it? A zaddy? Um, I, I call him a bamf. And if you don't know what a bamf is, it's a badass something or other. Um, and uh, I, I hope to God this man survives. I hope he's able to restore his country, and I hope he runs and wins re-election. Um, I'm going to transition into talking about dollarinthejar.com right now because if you want to support this show, uh, head over to dollarinthejar.com. For less than one cup of coffee a month, uh, you can support this podcast and help us do more things like what we're doing here. We have some great things in the works, uh, and I hope that you are along for the ride over there at dollarinthejar.com. We're going to be doing some live streams and such in the near future, but I really hope that you uh, are willing to support the show. What do you get with dollarinthejar.com membership? Basically, you get... Um, early and ad-free access to this podcast and my editorials that I write for multimediamouth.com. Not the news articles, my editorials, things that aren't really news-related but are my thought-provoking comments and, and things that I don't say in the podcast, um, which is fine. You'll get the full video version of my interviews ad-free. Um, and you'll get exclusive live streams and such all that coming up soon here in just, uh, hopefully the next couple of weeks, once my schedule kind of slows down a little bit. So dollar in the $3 a month will help support the show. And 
if you might be like me, who you're like, you know, $3 a month, I don't really know if I'm willing to spend $3 a month, but you shop on Amazon, head over to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the Amazon banner right there on the page and start your Amazon shopping. By doing that, this podcast gets a small percentage of what you spend. So you spend 10 bucks on something, we get a couple cents off that. Spend 100 bucks on something, we get a dollar or two off of that. It's the perfect way to support this podcast without directly taking money out of your pocket and putting it into ours. Because you're already going to do the shopping anyway. It could be groceries, it could be books, it could be electronics, whatever you're going to buy. You start over at multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the banner there. Do all of your shopping. We get a small percentage and we are able to succeed. And of course, uh, the other way that's 100% free for you, there, there's no money exchanged at all, uh, is just to listen to this entire podcast and uh, listen to the the ads and interactive. If there's an ad that you, you hear that you like, interact with it and uh, it helps the show out. So all that being said, uh, I'm so excited to be talking to this week's guest. Uh, just on the other side of these commercials, it's going to be my good friend, Mr. Connor lot stick around mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm being joined by an old friend of mine, Connor Lott. He's doing some really cool stuff out in uh, the uh, part of California that needs a lot of help. So, uh, Connor, I I would like for you to, first of all, welcome. How you doing? Thank Uh, you. It's good to see you. Likewise, man. Uh, And then, of course, I'm curious because what you're you're doing um, is something that uh, I think needs to be done more, um, which is going into these these neighborhoods that uh, have, you know, youth that need some some extra attention we'll put it that way you know because yeah. most of these kids aren't bad kids are just misled and you're giving them the chance to do something really fun and creative and learn a skill so let's let's talk about that tell me a little bit about what the organization you work with now and how you got involved in yeah so right now i'm at the watson pa- watson empowerment center studio and this is where i'm at this is where i've been since march so i heard about the watson empowerment center a few years ago, one of my friends volunteered, played basketball with the kids. And then as I toured with the gospel reggae band Christ Afari on social media here or there, I saw uh, people volunteering that go to the church I uh, go to. 
And so from there, I was feeling kind of for a lot of different reasons that touring, uh, that there was more that I wanted to do than tour. Uh, really glad I toured, learned a lot, got a lot of great experiences, but I felt two things. One, I liked uh, teaching and the other being I liked uh, more consistency with the same people working with and developing relationship over a longer period of time. Whereas touring is uh, you move very quickly through cities. So I called up one of my friends who volunteers at the Watson Parliament Center and said, hey, I'm not going to be touring as much. Is there any way I can maybe give back to what you guys are doing over here? And he said, well, we have a studio that was donated that no one knows how to use. Nice. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I, I'll just start showing up. So I started to kind of get a feel for what gear they had here. Talked to some of the people that made it happen. And then just the kids just started finding out that I was running the studio and just started showing up. And it's been nonstop since April. So uh, the kids, yeah, I just it's just all kind of a God-ordained timeline of need and transition. And I've just been super excited about what's been happening here. And the kids have been just awesome. So that's really cool so is, is it like a full-on like like music recording studio or what are you guys doing there exactly so it's right now it's a it's a closet actually that was okay. built into a studio and to get fresh air i have to open up the roof hatch oh my gosh and uh so but you know it's it's basically yeah it was just a, a closet so when i came and started showing up just putting the kids in the booth and having them you know we find a beat online they'd rap to it write it original rap freestyle do whatever kind of they wanted and then over the months, equipping them and teaching them how to record themselves, nice. like creating self-sufficiency so that when I'm not here, they can still use it. And so that's slowly, you know, that's a more technical process, uh, and, but slowly uh, giving that privilege to the kids that have been paying attention and putting in the work. And they're they're really progressing well, and they're just, they're getting better every week. So it's just a matter of kind of creating the space, conducive space for them to be safe, uh, creative and kind of make what uh, is in their mind and their hearts uh, that they want to just put down or have fun with. So I see it kind of as both mu like music therapy for them for some of the tough stuff. And then also just the outlets, right? Every second they're here, they're not somewhere else bored or, uh, you know, doing something that could hurt themselves or others. So it's a so, great environment on that so end. Are, are you a staff member there? Or are you uh, still volunteering? So kind of both. So I I raise support with a group, Sowers International, to be able to uh, do this full time. Okay, cool. And so through them, I raise support and raising support both for myself to be able to do it, as well as now kind of getting into fundraising to be able to hire the kids for work. So until we make a profit creating studio by renting it out and having the clients hire the kids, uh, I'm going to be raising money to fund that. And then Red Eye, uh, who runs the Watson Empowerment Center, has me on part-time hours. And then I do freelance work and other things. So I'm trying to kind of raise that because I know there's more needs and I want to hire as many kids as I can. So uh, it's still kind of, yeah, you know, I'm not getting paid what you would in a Hollywood studio uh, working full-time. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's worth it, you know. And as I think about it, you know, if – the reason why there's not studios like this all over everywhere is because it's sacrifice. I mean, it's a sacrifice to do it. But for me, 
I had the framework to be able to pull it off and keep doing it. So. Yeah. So what, what are the kids, uh, you know, cause obviously this is a big creative outlet for them. Uh, like, like you said, and then obviously, uh, I think every human being, uh, on the face of the planet finds therapy through music, like you said. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of response have you been getting from the kids that have been involved? You know, have you seen them, kind of, uh, take a, like an extreme liking to it? Like, like what type of experiences have you seen from the kids? Yeah. So, you know, the age group I'm working with is six-year-olds up to adults. Okay, cool. So it really just, it's a pretty big range, right? The six-year-olds are going to react differently. Uh, So I'd say there's about 12 to 15 really serious students that are like coming in, that are writing their stuff. They're, they're wanting to be consistent. And then there's another probably 30 kids that are peripheral that are like into it, but they're not like pressing, like, really getting in every time i'm here so it's a lot to balance as far as as far as need and time i have and and you know if there's any technical difficulties or different things then it's just hard to fit everyone in but i found that for the kids that are taking it more seriously you know some of them different life traumas or different things that they're writing about some really deep stuff now you know i grew up listening to just barely barely any rap uh, but as I've been here, I've grown in a deeper, deeper appreciation of the the creation and creative process of rap. And so even though at maybe first glance, because there's a lot of like, you know, local lingo and uh, context to some to some of what these kids are rapping about. So someone might hear it in a totally different context and not really understand what they're talking about. But once yeah. you slow down to listen to what they're saying, it's actually like, Either whether it's it's sad, it's powerful, it's painful, it's dramatic, uh, it's they're they're covering some really intense themes and topics. So I've definitely seen for those who have been taking it seriously that they're really some of them um, are really putting their heart on their sleeve and really expressing themselves fully through this medium. And then other people, you know, have more like fun or will like kind of put off like a hard persona and and rap out rap about different things but uh all of it i see is helpful because they're all processing their life uh you know in any way they really can so well yeah and then i think even just as importantly as that is these kids are staying off the streets you know while they're you know because it's in if anybody doesn't know the area you said you're in watts right yeah yeah i mean that's like that's like the one of the hardest parts of California, at least Southern California to grow up in. It's it's generally gang ridden. Like if you're born in that area, you're kind of born into a gang and you're kind of that's the life that you're supposed to live. You know, so it's cool to have this opportunity for them to a discover a skill yeah. that they may turn out to really enjoy and possibly make a career out of. But also it gives them something to do yeah. in between whatever else you got going on between school and, you know. Who knows? Their mom might be working two or three jobs just to make ends meet, and their mom might not be home, so it gives them a place to go, and that's awesome. So yeah. I, I really hope that my my goal with this interview is that um, you know one or two people listen to this and they are willing to make a donation towards either supporting you or supporting the organization itself because it's such a powerful thing to keep these yeah. kids off the streets and into something positive. Now, let's talk about what what you did uh, to get to this point, because obviously uh, I've, I known you for, I think I've known you for like five years now. Yeah. And I think when we met, you were working at iHeart. 
Uh, when we met, technically, that would have been um, at Sterling Venue Ventures, a venue company, because uh, it was right at the end of my time out of Zusa Pacific. Yes. Yeah. Were you the okay? So were you the sound guy when I got banned from ever speaking at Azusa again? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm officially banned from ever uh, <laughs> being able to speak there because I made a a joke that apparently did not sit well with the uh, the fine Christian folks over at Azusa Pacific University. But uh, it's it's all good. So, but you did transition over to iHeart at one point, correct? Yeah. So so that was Final Cut in music business. And then I graduated fall 2018, and I uh, did a quick little road trip kind of to, to take a quick kind of breather from, from the craziness. And then I came back and became the production manager of the Saban Theater. And at towards the end of my time out of Zusa, I met a girl who uh, was working at iHeartRadio. So I talked with her a little bit. And so the month after I became production manager, I also started working at iHeart. Nice. So I definitely learned a ton. Definitely not a healthy uh, time for me. But I was so I was doing as I was driving in the iHeart vehicles, if someone else was driving, I was working, advancing shows for the Saban, and vice versa. It was I was kind of double dipping. <laughs> Oh, and uh making it work so it was it was pretty intense but so i was doing iheart then uh throughout the weeks and then usually doing shows week and weekend uh so i was doing both oh man so you you were you were burning the candle on both ends as they yeah. say uh just trying to try to make the ends meet here and then at some point you started working for uh christafari which they are a uh, if you haven't heard their their music, it's really incredible. They are a a Christian reggae band. Yes, you heard that correctly. Christian reggae. Um, as their was was their front of house sound guy. Yeah. So I I was finishing out while well, I was working at both jobs, and then I was thinking about touring, and uh, was kind of evaluating a few different things. And then within 24 hours, I got two tour offers. Uh, one with a company, Wasted Potential, to tour with Hoodie Allen, and the other being uh, Christopher. I saw uh, uh, Moxie actually sent me a like Instagram picture of their post saying, hey, we need a new live sound engineer. So when I joined, it was live sound, touring, front of house, monitors, all that kind of thing. And so, but then that role quickly uh, grew uh, <laughs> due to uh, COVID transition, doing a ton of online content, producing their podcasts, producing albums. Uh, so I kind of became all technical audio production, lighting, video. Like I, I, I wore a lot of hats, which equipped me, but it was it was tiring as well. Uh, but the original like role was like yeah, live audio. How long were you in that role for? Because I, I remember you got the gig and I was really happy for you. And then all of a sudden you weren't doing it anymore. And, but it wasn't like overnight, obviously, but so how long were you, were you working with them? So I, I worked with them. So we toured October, 2019 to February, 2020, and then did the whole uh, COVID stint uh, at the very beginning. And then we did some U S touring in 2020 towards the end and then kind of the very beginning of 2021, there were a few different things happened. So one, uh, they were thinking about and getting ready to do this 50-state U.S. tour. The other being there was just a handful of different things that I was realizing within both my skill set and 
like kind of my desires within ministry that, like I mentioned at the beginning, I was really enjoying the opportunities I had to teach. So when we did like ascend masterclasses or when I did some workshops, like that was when I felt like at my height of like excitement and joy and energy. And so I had been talking with uh, the new engineer now, Jason Hinson, for a th up to like five, six months before he joined. Because I was looking one just for help. It's a big job and I wanted to help relieve the load. So I was looking for help. And then as we got into 2021, I just realized like, man, I I need to stop touring uh, for a variety of reasons. And uh, but I will continue to do some studio stuff. So Jason joined. Uh, he took the Washington, D.C. tour uh, in February or very beginning of March 2021. And then I did some studio stuff. I finished uh, some of the albums and, and different projects and slowly started passing off uh, roles to Jason and some other team members. So I actually kind of officially finished in November. Uh, I kind of, I, I had a conversation with Mark just kind of uh, sharing about what I'm doing here and really just wanting to, to take the leap of being full focused on uh, Watts and the kids here. Uh, rather than being, I, I was feeling a little too spread out mentally and wanted to give my best. And and so it was time to kind of, you know, and, and they're, if they really need something, right, they can call me. But I, I kind of, I really want to be my full self uh, to where I'm at. So kind of letting them and blessing them. And, and Jason's been crushing it. I mean, he's he's a godsend. He's he's just been taking them further than I ever could have, gifting wise and skill and passion and uh, when they came through and I saw him, he's like, yeah, we've had a few days off, but I'm ready to get back on the road. And it's like, that's, that's the guy that they, they need uh, on the road. So oh, yeah. yeah. If you have somebody who's, who's on the road, who just can't wait to get home, it's not going to be a good long-term fit. You know, like yeah. the people who are made to be on the road are the ones who are like, okay, I'm cool. I'm home. I got to see my family, but like, I want to get back out there and keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and not everyone, like everyone thinks they're, oh yeah, touring would be so much fun until they do it. Um, and then they realize, ah, yeah, no, not, not so much. Yeah. It's, it's not glamorous. Even, yeah, a lot of people, you know, I'd post just a couple things on social media, like, oh man, I'm so jealous. It's like, man, you don't know, you don't know all the work I do <laughs> to do this. So oh, yeah. if you can do it, you know, respect, uh, but it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, especially if you're doing, you know, a tour where you're literally in a different city every night, you know, like some nights you might be at a nice hotel, uh, you know, the next night you're staying at a motel four, you know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, and, and, you know, even if you're staying at like decent hotels, they vary from city to city too. Like yeah. there are some holiday inns that are really nice holiday inns, you know, you, you don't pay that much, but it's a really nice, you know, really nice room, real soft bed, but then you go to the holiday inn the next city over and it's, you know, worse than a motel. So it's just definitely... Yeah. Uh, it's not the life for everybody and, and everybody wants to do it at some point, but then they, you know, it's different when you're vacationing because the people think, oh, yeah. vacationing is, is very fun, you know, and, but when you're going to the city for work, it's totally, and I've haven't toured, but I've done, you know, work, you know, ha traveling for work and it's just, it's miserable. Uh, I love it, but it's miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different, it's a different, just whole, whole different framework 
um, approaching approaching cities and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. And then of course, you know, when you're actually doing like sound and stuff, it's a whole di- like venue to venue is going to be different too. Like every venue is going to be different setup. Yeah. You know, some places might allow you guys to do a full a full set. You know, again, depending on how big the band is. Like I don't think Crest Safari has you know pyro or anything like that but like if you're you know if you're in, in a in an act big enough to have pyro you know some venues will allow you to do it some other venues won't you know and yeah. so it's like everything everything's gonna be different um so as we're recording this uh we're entering 2022 um but by the time this comes out we, we will be in 2022 so cool. what do you what do you hope the year brings you um and is there any like specific um goals that you might have going into the uh going into the new year yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I'm. This has been a great year, but I'm I'm happy to have the the 2021 book close. Uh, I I'm super excited for what 2022 has for a few reasons. One, you know, now I know the kids, we know each other, right? We have relationship, we have momentum. So now it's just building on the foundation we've already built, rather than starting from scratch. So the the work we're going to be building the you know we're hoping with some of the main guys uh me and some of the team members that that i partner with here uh max from social justice league and some others uh we're going to be kind of trying to put some artist packages together so get like the top you know four or five songs of our top kids here and then make some artwork maybe make a music video and then kind of present that to a few different uh, music companies that we have relationship with. It's like, hey, do you want to be a part of like a sponsor for our program, as well as help within maybe management, distribution, uh, and and different things. So kind of seeing, okay, what are our needs? How do we want to make kind of pipelines to, you know, music schools, to to acting schools, to uh, different opportunities and resources within uh, frameworks of music business. So there's a ton of just sky's the limit there that I'm really excited about. We also developed, it's called the the Youth Arts Initiative. So we put on a Urban Lion King uh, in December, uh, original music nice. and some rearranged music. I did all production lighting uh, and helped with some of the songwriting and whatnot. And we had a whole set and uh, the whole play. And so we, as an initiative, are going to be doing some art programming and training and musicals and stuff in the local schools in LA and LA Unified and some other community centers and stuff. So that side is just sky's the limit there. And then something that I'm super amped about uh, that my friend Jonah uh, mentioned to me, because I visited him when I did a road trip after I graduated, is, you know, I've I really feel... I, I feel the last three years um, in my body and in my mind. And so I feel this kind of prompting and encouragement to do a 40-day furlough. And oh. that furlough would include a time of just kind of completely shutting, shutting down and allowing my body to undo some of the bad habits and some of the uh, grind culture that is unhealthy and then being able to kind of do a full reset so that I can be 100% present with the kids and with the work I'm doing rather than being very scattered. You know, touring and doing the two jobs, I heart and the Saban and things like I feel so unsettled because I've just I constantly pack up, unload, load, pack up, load. 
And so this furlough kind of, I see what's ahead in 2022. And I'm like, man, I really want to be fully present. And, and so this, this furlough, I'm, I'm making it happen. I've said it enough now to where I have to do it. <laughs> I have accountability. And uh, this podcast is going to keep you accountable. Yeah, too. no, exactly. So, but, but that's really going to fuel, you know, I've, I've burnt out a couple times. And what I've told the youth arts initiative people and others is like, man, these kids don't need someone to burn out. You know, if I push hard for the next two years and then I'm done, that's not helpful to anyone. So, so this step, and it's going to take sacrifice, but this step, and I'm going to prepare the foundation and the curriculum and make sure that they're still working while I'm gone and have some volunteers helping and whatnot. But my goal for 2022 is to, to be kind of recentered in my relationship with Christ Jesus and, and kind of have this kind of overflow of, of just joy and love and care and patience that will actually benefit those around me rather than being on the verge of burning out. Uh, because yeah, just no one needs a burnout Connor, you know, and, and I really want to be, you know, hundred percent. So, so to pull off, the big goals we have with developing our artists and developing all these programs, uh, taking that furlough, I think is going to be the key to pull it off. So. Yeah. That sounds like, it, it sounds like something that I would never ever want to do. Um, just because yeah. I'm, 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 you know, you talk about the grind culture. I'm 12 years invested in the grind culture. So like for me to yeah. completely stop, I think would give myself a heart attack. Um, but I don't want to don't yeah. go down that route, but that, I think it's important for people who, especially if, you know, they still haven't been so invested in that to take some time and, and reevaluate and re-center themselves and recharge themselves. Because that's super important uh, to be able to keep going sometimes. And sometimes, yeah. even maybe, maybe not even, you know, for those who are listening, thinking, oh, man, four days is a long time not to do anything. But, you know, you can do a week. You can do a weekend, yeah. you know, do, yeah. do smaller, smaller resets if you need to. Um, well, dude, I'm super excited for you and, and I'm happy that you found a place that is, uh, is giving you, um, some purpose and, and giving you some passion to work towards. Um, how can people who are listening to this get involved in supporting you? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, one of the biggest things is, oh, there's a, a few, um, one being, I have a newsletter that I send out, uh, I try and do it monthly, uh, and you can just email me at, uh, Connor Lot Four. That's C O N N O R L O T T Four at gmail.com. And from there, you can, you know, say, "Hey, I want to be part of the email list." Or you can go to my website, ConnorLot.com, and you can subscribe there and, and whatever. So, and my website has a ton of resources and content and whatnot to get connected. Uh, the other being, uh, depending on your uh, persuasion of faith or spirituality, um, just praying for me in general. Um, uh, and so that I have energy and, and, and can give my all. Uh, and so there's within the email list or other things that I'm doing, uh, there's kind of some updates that you can get uh, for that. And the other being uh, Sowers International, uh, sowers.onlinegiving.org. Uh, you can donate uh, financially and, and partner with me through that. And other than that, I mean, yeah, reach out to me at social medias. I think it's Connor at Connor underscore lot. Uh, you can find me there. So I, I love partnership. You know, we had a big party in the projects. We need volunteers uh, for different events through Red Eye. So even if you go to Red Eye, 
uh, or Wallace Empowerment Center. Uh, there's resources there to be able to volunteer, be a student mentor. Uh, if you specifically want to help with audio stuff, definitely email me and uh, get in touch uh, as there's as there's that. So, and overall, you know, I think just just uh, yeah, find me through either Ruben or whoever. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I love partnership uh, because I know I know teamwork is is by far the best way to go. Uh, we can't do it on our own. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, if you hit me up wanting to connect with Connor, I can definitely connect you guys. Um, you know, because Connor and I are friends and that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Hey, I'm going to, I'm gonna go ahead and cut the recording here, but yeah, please reach out, uh, support Connor and what they're doing over at the, uh, the Watson empowerment center. I, I, I Lori, I love what you guys are doing there. Um, and if I can be a help at all, you know, I'm, I'm here. So, I don't know if I can be a help at all, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Say that again. So I, I need another place to be banned from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Hey, we'll be back in just a second. That was my good friend Connor Lott talking about uh, all the stuff that he's been up to. And, uh, you know, he and I chatted for another like 15, 20 minutes after that podcast. And it was just a, it was a great time. It was a great time chatting with old friends. And uh, it's what I love to do. I love, I love doing this podcast. I love uh, hosting this show. And it's just a blast. Um, You know, regardless of what's going on in the world, I love everything that I am doing right now. It's, I'm, the happiest when I'm behind this microphone talking to you, my friends, my listeners, my stalkers, and my haters. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't have any guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. I don't know what the podcast is going to look like in a week from now. It could be a best of podcast. It could be me just pushing record and talking about what's on my heart. I really don't know. And I hope that you are willing to go on the journey with me to find out what next week looks like. And if you're not, it's fine. It's okay. Not everybody has podcast taste. Um, but I'm working on some really cool things. I've been in talks with a couple people about doing some work together. And I, I think it's going to be a great time over the next couple of weeks. So make sure you stick around. Uh, obviously, um, like always, dollarinthejar.com. $3 a month, support the podcast, get early and ad-free access to this show. Um, I try to get it out as early as possible every week. Um, I think this week it's barely going to be, you know, a day early. But uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, guys. Here's a real honest, um, an honest note here for just a second. Um, when I When I launched... When I relaunched this podcast, I was not in the best headspace, and I was not—I was probably wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And, and we can, we'll talk about it at some point. I—I I think um, I will have to talk to the people involved to make sure they're okay with me sharing these stories. But um, I'm now about 18 episodes in. I've only had to take about two weeks off due to some. Um, just needing a little mental break, but, um, 
basically I'm going to, we're going all the way through, through, uh, through April at the very least, um, without another season break. Uh, we might take a little break once April rolls around. Um, but it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some fun. We're doing interviews. We're doing things that are just a good time. And I think that you guys are going to come along for the ride. So, uh, Hey, real quick, if you want to ask me a question, you know, whether it be about relationships, life, politics, uh, or just a random question about me, feel free to send me an email at Ruben on the radio. That's Ruben. That's Ruben on the radio at gmail.com. Uh, and I might just read it here on, on the podcast or just follow me on Instagram at the Ruben J. And I might happen to put a little, uh, ask me anything sticker in a story soon, uh, for you to be able to ask me random questions that I will answer on this podcast. I might do it next week. Who knows? So submit some questions. Let's talk about it, uh, and have some fun. My name is Ruben J head over to dollar in the sign up, become a supporter. Uh, also multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the banner. Help me out. Help you out. Buy some stuff. Let's have some fun. Let's do it all. All right. I'm out. Thank you, Connor, a lot. And I will see you guys in about a week. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.